0: Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.
1: Well, good morning, and welcome to The Morning Report. It is Tuesday, August 25th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. I trust that you are well this morning. I trust that you went to bed after watching um, the Republican National Convention, either online, because you couldn't watch it on television. Um, And I think that, you know, people are upset about, some people are upset about that. Um, But you didn't expect any different, did you? you really didn't expect anything different. No, I don't I th- uh, no, I'm not going to shave until it, uh, until the convention's over. Sort of a hockey thing. But <laughs> in any case, um I know you didn't expect anything different, right? And if you had seen it on NBC, CBS, or ABC, um would you've been able to put up with all the negative commentary after every speech? Would you've been able to put up with that? I want to talk about that uh before we um Start our day day. So, um, watching it, on, you know, with on, online with Right Side Broadcasting or or on, from the Fox News feed or wherever you saw it. Let me know. Send me an email: wls eight six zero gmail dot Did you like it? Was it good? Did you enjoy? Did you enjoy it? Um, it seemed to me what I was able to listen to because it started as I was leaving from work, so I listened to to some of it on the radio. Um, yeah, like I tell all, all the time, I'm not a doctor, but I play one well on the radio but um, I was able to to enjoy it, and I'll tell you why you liked it. you liked it because it was positive. You liked it because it was positive for the most part, not entirely, but for the most part, there wasn't anything negative said about anybody really um there was some responsibility laid at the feet of the democrat party there was some responsibility laid at the feet of joe biden um, but for the most part it it talked about what people talked about what was good about america what was good about the united states what is good what was good about the people of the united states and that was uplifting and people <laughs> people need that now People need you to be a light. People need you to be a bright spot in their day. People need us to be a bright spot in their day. It's hard to smile behind the masks. It's hard to be encouraging. So we have, you know what, just by facial expression. So we have to be more overt in our words. And it was great hearing from Vernon Jordan it was great hearing from Tim Scott and we're going to talk about both of those gentlemen um, later on in this morning's program and then I'm going to give a tutorial on social media for a lot of you not forever not for all of you but for a lot of you because I think it's really important that you get this this morning Um, Again, my name is Willie Lawson. This is the Morning Report here on FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com. We'll see you again in a minute.
2: Do you care about black lives? The people that run Baltimore don't. I can prove it. Walk with me. They don't want you to see this. Kim Klasek, this is Baltimore, the real Baltimore. This is the reality for Black people every single day: crumbling infrastructure, abandoned homes, poverty, and crime. Baltimore has been run by the Democrat Party for 53 years. What is the result of their decades of leadership? Baltimore is one of the top five most dangerous cities in America. The murder rate in Baltimore is 10 times the U.S. average the Baltimore poverty rate is over 20%. Homicide, drug, and alcohol deaths are skyrocketing in our city. Do you believe Black Lives Matter? I do. The vast majority of crime in Baltimore is perpetrated against black people, who make up 60% of the population. So why don't we care about our communities? The Democrat Party have betrayed the black people of Baltimore. If the politicians walk the streets like I do, they would see exactly how their policies and corruption affects us. If they don't want to see it. They don't want you to see this. Go to any Baltimore neighborhood and ask this question. Do you want to defund the police?
1: No. No. Absolutely not. I had three sons killed in Baltimore City. And I think if we defund the police office, it's going to be worse than that. So no, I'm opposed to that. What are you going to defund the police for? Why? How do you defend your city? your community families are losing people
2: it's not just baltimore the worst place for a black person to live in america is a democrat controlled city it's 2020 name a blue city where black people's lives have gotten better try i'll wait look at this how are children supposed to live here and play here democrats think black people are stupid they think they can control us forever that we won't demand better and that we'll keep voting for them forever, despite what they've done to our families and our communities. Are they right? I'm Kim Klasek, and I'm running for Congress because I actually care about black lives. All black lives matter. Our communities matter. Baltimore matters. And black people don't have to vote Democrat.
1: Hey, welcome back. Uh, we appreciate you being here. Um, I didn't get to see him, but I heard him on the radio as I was coming home from work last night. Uh, and, and we talked about this gentleman before. His name is Vernon Jordan. Uh, Vernon Jones, sorry. Vernon Jones um, is the Democrat um, state representative from Georgia again, who made news this this spring when he came out in support of of, of Donald Trump. Um, It was interesting. Um, Mr. Jones sort of gave a, a warning to Democrats and opened a door for black Democrats to do something different. Here's one of the things he said. I am part of a large and growing segment of black of the black community who are independent thinkers. We believe that Donald Trump is the president that America needs to lead us forward. and here is what the left doesn't want you to hear um, that there are excuse me this chair again the there are black people in America, black Democrats even who are some of them some people are very quiet a growing amount of people who are not as quiet, who are just saying, you know, I think I can make this decision for myself. I don't have to be told what to do. I don't have to be bullied into what to do. Trump has worked hard to earn um, the support of black voters, Jones argued, on education, school choice. And you guys know that I am personally, I think that school choice is the is the winningness that's what trumpism um, issue in the community there's something th- th- there are, there are two things that the suburban mom wants and the and the urban mom wants they want the best educational experience they can get for their kids the suburban mom can make those choices because they have the financial resources to make those choices the urban mom a lot of times doesn't have the well, most times does not have the financial resources to make those decisions. But she should still have the choice. She should still have the ability to make those decisions. And I think that this is this is a winning issue in the black community. Um, jobs, economy. Because I've said here that a lot of times the, the problems that we're seeing Especially in the black community are not political or racial even they're economic. If you can find a way to to bolster the economy of a lot of black of a lot of the black community, a lot of the rest of these problems sort of fade into the back, become less important. Some of them even disappear and I think that that message is getting out more and more, and we're starting to see the benefit of that, which is why you start seeing the behavior of the left in destroying those economies. And I'm sure you got up this morning, you've already read that there was a um, a car lot in Kenosha that supported Black Lives Matter. All their cars were burned. Why? because if that person is successful and 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 is able to make other people successful then that per, especially in a black community that person is dangerous to the left criminal justice reform a lot of people talked about it Donald Trump started acting on it the weirdest people um, you know pushed by Kim Kardashian and Kanye West started working on it weird, I know, bizarre but effective of course and security and safety how can you get businesses to thrive and people to live in stay and live in and stay in these communities if they don't feel safe, they don't feel safe for their families which is why you see what you see this morning in Kenosha so Jones says this: on issue after issue, in just a single term, Trump destroyed these negative forces that have the victimized that have victimized black communities for decades. He said he gave us an opportunity to rise. Now, after... Jones came out and said that he was going to support Trump. He says this, I was threatened, called an embarrassment, asked to resign by my party. Unfortunately, that's consistent with the Democratic Party, and that's how they view independent thinking black men and women. They don't want anybody to get out of line. They don't want anybody to get out of line. Period. Well, generally speaking, parties don't want anybody to get out of line. And and to be honest with you, um, when people like uh, John Kasich, uh, former Republican uh, governor of, of, of Ohio, and, and you know endorses Joe Biden, he gets similar fee- he gets similar pushback. Um, Jones further says this: the party has become infected love this, with intolerance, bigotry, socialism, anti-law enforcement bias, and a dangerous tolerance for people who attack others, destroy property, and terrorize our communities. The Democrat Party has become infected with intolerance, bigotry, socialism, anti-law enforcement bias, and the dangerous tolerance for people who attack others, destroy property, and terrorize our communities. Wow. And this is what this election is all about. And that's why right now, more than ever before, Americans need Donald Trump in the Oval Office for another four years, he says. Wow. Wow. So that's Vernon Jones making the case for Trump. I think he he does a great job. I think he does a fantastic job making the, the case for Trump. Especially from a black Democrat standpoint. Now, the other person we're going to talk about is from a black Republican, conservative Republican viewpoint, making the case for Trump. We're going to talk about our buddy, Brother T, Tim Scott, um, when we get back from these messages. Thank you ever so much. We'll be right back.
3: We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Together, we will determine the course of America and the world for many, many years to come. We will face challenges. We will confront hardships. But we will get the job done. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. What truly matters is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries, making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. America will start winning again, winning like never before. At the bedrock of our politics, will be a total allegiance to the United States of America. And through our loyalty to our country, We will rediscover our loyalty to each other. We must speak our minds openly, debate our disagreements honestly, but always pursue solidarity. Do not allow anyone to tell you that it cannot be done. No challenge can match the heart and fight and spirit of America.
1: All right, welcome back. We appreciate you being here. Um, now, the I think one of the more powerful speeches, and there were and there were a couple, there were actually three or four. I think that most of the speakers hit it out of the park last night. Um, it was a lot more uplifting and powerful than the um, the previous week, in my opinion. Uh, one of the other people that I think brought the wood. Was South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. Um, he delivered a powerful message on the first night of the Republican National Committee, turning turning the tables on Democrats who claim to be the party home for Black Americans. Now, this is these narratives are an important narrative, um, and they can't be and they must not. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, they must not be overlooked. First of all. Tim, Tim Scott told a, a, a very moving story about growing up with a single mother and carving out his own destiny based on hard work and merit. Um, the road wasn't always a smooth one for Scott, who said, as a child, he and his mother shared a room and a bed with his siblings while living with his grandparents. It was a two-bedroom apartment. His grandparents lived in one room. He and his siblings, I think two other siblings, all shared, shared the room and the same bed. His parents got divorced when he was like seven, I think. Um, he um, also sort of bemoaned the the Democrat narrative uh, that, um, which includes cancel culture, and punching down. Instead of, instead he offered a a country of encouragement and success for anyone who dares to work for it. Scott says this. Do we want a society that breeds success or a culture that cancels everything even if it slightly disagrees with it, he said? I know where I stand because, you see, I'm living in my mother's American dream. Scott praised his mom for always telling him to look uh, for for the chance to succeed. She knew, Scott says this, she knew that if we could find the opportunity bigger things would come scott also credited a mentor for something that he hadn't quite seen yet in himself he was it was an encouragement scott said that he made it made him think that he could uh, help as a senator by creating opportunity zones like having a job is a good thing but creating jobs will be better scott said like mm-hmm. having an income could change my lifestyle, but creating a profit could change my community. He planted the seeds, talking about his mentor, who was a um a chick-fil-a um franchise franchisee um, that he got to know so he planted the seeds that would eventually become opportunity zones. The initiative that the president and Tim Scott worked on is now bringing over seventy five billion dollars of private sector. Um, investment into distressed communities. Scott says this, that's why I fight to this day for school choice, to make sure every child in every neighborhood has a quality education. I don't care if it's public, private, charter, virtual, home school. When a parent has a choice, their kid has a better chance. And the president has fought along, alongside me on that. Another quote from the speech. Because of the evolution of the heart in an overwhelmingly white district, the voters judge me not on the color of my skin, but on the content of my character, Scott said. We live in a world that only wants you to believe in the bad news racially. I'm going to talk about that in a minute <clears throat> Economically and culturally polarizing news The truth is our nation, nation's arc Has all, always been back towards fairness We are not fully where we want to be But thank God we are not where we used to be He continues We have work to do But I believe in the goodness of America The promise that all men and women are created equal He said if you're watching tonight, I'm betting you do too. And if you're watching this morning, I'm betting you do too. Over the past four years, we have made tremendous progress towards that promise. He also says, make no mistake. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want a cultural revolution. A fundamentally different America, he said. If we let them they will turn our country into a socialist utopia and history has taught, taught us that path only leads to pain and misery especially for hard working people hoping to rise here's the uppercut scott re- 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 relates the story my grandfather's 99th birthday would have been tomorrow, which means it would have been today. Growing up, he had to cross the street of a white if a white person was coming. He suffered the indignity of being forced out of school as a third grader to pick cotton and never learned to read or write. Yet, he lived to see his grandson become the first African American to be elected to both the United States House and Senate. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. And that's why I believe the next American century can be better than the last. There are millions of families like mine across the nation, full of potential, seeking to live the American dream. And I am here tonight to tell you that supporting the Republican ticket gives you the best chance of making that dream a reality. That's the uppercut right there. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm going to take a little break. And then, because I need one, uh, we're going to um, finish up with a... Um, I have to give you a tutorial on how you guys, moving forward this week and into the, at least through the election, on how to deal with social media. We'll be back right after these messages. This is your brother,
4: Antone Tucker, better known as Tony X. The reason why you see people outside and upset is because they were led to be that way. The main goal of the liberal today is to make sure that the black feels disenfranchised because they're the ones doing it to you. And they also make sure that your white conservative brothers and sisters feel powerless to talk to you. Black history isn't in the school books. Who do you think started the educational system that is currently brainwashing our children? Jimmy Carter's administration. Why is it that when Obama was in office for eight years, he didn't get prison reform done? See, I see people saying Trump's racist, but I see that prison reform was done. Over 90,000 black and brown brothers and sisters coming home from prison. I see opportunity zones up and running. Think about it. Black historical colleges, the most funding they've ever had in history, and it came from Donald Trump. For the politicians that think that it's okay to defund police officers, to make sure that the officers within these communities can't do their job, shame on you. And as a new leader, I'm going to tell all the leaders coming up, it's time for us to stand up and lead. Thank you for taking the time, me. God
1: bless you. Well, hey, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about something uh, I think that is extremely important. Um, I was going through my Facebook feed this morning, and I did see a lot about the convention, and that's cool. And uh, My Facebook feed is pretty, pretty weaned down. I don't really hear a lot from the left on my Facebook page. Uh, I don't really hear a lot from Democrats on my Facebook page. Except the ones that are my friends, I hear from them occasionally. Occasionally, and I only hear from them occasionally if they are in closer to my inner circle. Um, because most of the Democrat uh, contacts I have on Facebook, I either snooze or I don't follow. I just don't follow, so their so their pablum doesn't show up on my on you know, my on my Facebook page. you know what three years ago or actually four years ago i went out to make my facebook page great again um, by having it being something that i enjoy and not something that i am i'm frustrated by the only time i hear that jamil hill or joe biden or kamala harris or or nancy pelosi or Chuck Schumer or Amy Schumer or um, one of these other people have said something horrible. I hear from you guys. I hear from you. <laughs> if you look back if you look back through my Facebook post and you look back through my Twitter feeds, um, i I've, I've asked you before and i'm going to ask you again don't help the huffington post by reposting something that the huffington post, huffington post posted because this is how this works if you post something from the huffington post and i click on it and i see the ads that are on the huffington post page they get paid We help them financially. We donate money to them with our eyeballs. So let's not do that. Let's not give money with our eyeballs to people who hate us. It's the very same mentality that I hear from people who want to boycott the NFL, MLB, NASCAR, NHL whatever In, uh, especially on television because with our eyeballs we see advertising and advertisers want to get to our eyeballs because if they get to our eyeballs they can get to our wallet that's why they do it oh and the NBA <laughs> how, how can I fit the NBA um, the um, the the Woke National Woke Back Basketball Association. So it's the same mentality on, on social media. It, it is interesting that I also talk to people who are worried, concerned, who are, who stay in a constant state of worry, and it occurred to me that maybe you are staying in this constant state of worry because. Of what you're letting get in you. My faith tells me that uh, I have to be super careful about what I let in. My my eye gates, what I see, what I listen to. And what I say. Because what you say goes where? What you hear. And you hear it before I hear it. what I say before you hear it. I have to formulate it so it stays in here, and if it stays in here a lot, eventually it'll get in here. If I speak fear, then I'll be afraid. That's how it works, That's how humans work. If I hear a lot of fear, it stays in here. I speak it, I hear it again. It's like like a mama bird regurgitating the food into their babies. They get it, and they give it, and the cycle continues, right? So the idea is, be really careful about what you hear. Be really careful about what you watch. A lot of you want to, again, watch CNN, MSNBC, You want to read the Washington Post and the New York Times. And you you post on your Facebook feed everything negative about what you believe. Because what you're trying to do is expose them. Let me help you. They're already exposed. You can't expose a naked man any more than he has exposed himself. You hear me what I'm saying? I'll say it again for those in the back. You can't expose a naked man any more than he has exposed himself. So this idea that you're going to expose the left it's already been done. You've already exposed themselves. All you're doing now is helping their platform. And as you, as you help their platform you are disencouraging others and yourself. Do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Post uplifting things. Speak uplifting words. Speak words of encouragement. The reason that you liked the first night of the Republican National Convention was that, for the most part, it was, it, it, it was a cheering session. It, it, was a, it was a pep rally for America. That's why you liked it. Because when you were done, you felt good. You weren't angry. You were excited about the future. Now you need to create that for yourself. It's possible. It's possible. <clears throat> and on and on social media, you may need to unfriend, unfollow, snooze some people in your life, even your relatives, at least for uh, at least for a season. To create that that breathing room for yourself and not just yourself others my name is Willie Lawson this is fight back uh, fightbackmedia.com the, we are the morning report we're here every day Monday through Friday can't wait to see you again so just like always go out there and learn something love somebody and for goodness sakes y'all take care of yourself
0: With your savings, there is another option. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com.